Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 1 John and learning how to walk in light, walk in love. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Uh, we're in the book of 1 John and chapter number 4, and we've been talking a bit for the past couple episodes about doctrine, the importance of doctrine. Uh, doctrine is not only a matter of fact, and it is, we have a body of truth in the Word of God, but it's also a spiritual thing. It's a matter of one who has received Christ as his Savior, uh, one who by faith uh, trusts what God says, one who lives in contrast to a world that touts a very different philosophy, and uh, the Antichrist, the spirit of error, which will tell the world things that they like to hear, what they want to hear, uh, but but aren't necessarily uh, in line with what the Word of God says. So suffice it to say, we've been talking about the importance of doctrinal integrity. But as believers, John, I think sometimes our mistake is that we separate doctrine from practice, doctrine from duty. So, and you see it. You see some people that, boy, they're really great Bible scholars, but they don't have any real love for people. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, if your doctrine doesn't affect your living, you're not understanding doctrine. Or you'll have people that just, I love everybody, and we all just love people. They don't know the first thing about doctrine. Well, both of those ditches we ought to avoid. And if we truly understand Bible truth, if we're truly captured by Bible doctrine, it will affect the way that we treat other people. Yeah, it certainly will, Pastor. You're right about that. And I love how the Bible emphasizes this. I think of Ephesians 4, particularly off the top of my head right now, how that Paul talks about the gifts that Christ gave to his church, you know, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the body to teach them the doctrinal truth. But then Ephesians 4.15 talks about speaking the truth in love and talks about the body growing up, the body being what it ought to be. Not that the body is just getting fat, you know, so to speak, mm. but the body is being trained for service. Yeah. And that is the whole idea of Ephesians 4. The body is equipped so they can be who they ought to be. And I love what you say. It's not you have to just choose truth or love. The Bible says you have to have both and we can't just have academic knowledge without having a heart that yearns to serve Jesus Christ based upon that knowledge. You know, John, I'm glad you brought up Ephesians 4. I I wasn't even thinking about that passage, but I use Ephesians 4 kind of as a a template for uh, our, what we call our starting point class here at Faith. And one of the things I say in that class is that truth is love's best gift. You, know, you want to give somebody something that is valuable, give them the truth. Truth is love's best gift, but then love is truth's best wrapping. So they, they go together. And it's interesting that we, we've talked uh, the last couple of days about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. And in Ephesians 4, is it not interesting that in the interpersonal relationships uh, the loving relation, membership relationships we ought to have because of truth. The Bible says that we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God by using corrupt language toward one another, by treating each other unkindly, by using malice and envy and evil surmisings. But we're supposed to uh, be kind to one another, tender hearted 
forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So the whole point we're trying to make, and we're doing a, a, a long job making it here, is the fact that that pro- doctrine properly understood is always going to be fuel for us to love people better. Look at what the Bible says here in 1 John 4 and verse 7, where uh, th- these words uh, are written, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So uh, if you can go back to yesterday's episode and remember that we talked about the fact that the spirit of truth, understanding the Bible is a matter of knowing God. Remember, we said that relationship is one of the best hermeneutics, that we know God, we have the mind of Christ, the Spirit of God indwells us, He's our teacher. And now the Bible says, if that be true, then we ought to be loving people. So which is it, John? Is it love is automatic for the one that knows Bible doctrine correctly, or is it that we have to be encouraged to love? Which one is it? Well, you know, if if people really understand doctrine correctly, it's going to compel them to love. Now, sadly, a lot of people have a head knowledge of doctrine, but they really don't, they really don't grasp what it means. I mean, they understand, yeah, they can parse it out. They can tell you the whole background, everything, but the truth has not captured their heart. Uh, But whenever we truly understand doctrine, it's going to compel us to love. And the Holy Spirit, if we have the Spirit indwelling within us, the Holy Spirit is going to empower us to love. It's It's just going to be part and parcel of the Christian life that if you are where you ought to be with Jesus Christ, no matter how much you know doctrinally, if you're just a new Christian who just knows the fundamentals of the gospel, so to speak, or whether you're a saint who's walked for many decades, read your Bible, you know, daily, you've been in prayer, you memorize scripture, no matter where you're at on that continuum, so to speak, if you're a child of God, right with God, love will just be the right thing that comes out of you. And that's the ideal. But okay, but I want to ask you a question. Does it, does that always work that way? <laughs> you know, did you maybe say something a little bit short uh, this morning to your spouse? Uh, did you say an unkind thing about somebody today? Do you have a little spat going on with a fellow church member or coworker? It's one thing to say that this ought to be natural uh, to the believer, and it's true. It's another thing to say that we need to be reminded of this as well. So which one is it? It's both. Yes, as we culture a bona fide relationship and fellowship with God on a daily basis, we ought to see our love grow, and it ought to become more and more. But, but, but we also need the, the challenge. It's both. Watch what it says in verse number seven. Uh, I got to go back one page here. Yeah, there it is. Beloved, let us love one another. So there it is. John knows that the fruit of the spirit is love. He knows that that's going to be a natural outworking of walking in the spirit. But we also need to be challenged. So brother, beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. Love, people that that know God ought to know the love of God. And when we love other people, we're behaving like God and we're allowing God to love through us. So, hey, do what you are called to do. You know, fulfill your calling of being who God made you to be. And that is a person of love. 
You know, I love how throughout the, pardon me, throughout the epistle, <clears throat> pardon me, throughout the epistle of 1 John here, <clears throat> we have seen a number of times where John has given us what ought to be true in our life, but he also talked about Christian maturation, about if we sin, we have Jesus Christ, we have an with the Father. And we talked a lot about in 1 John chapter 3, the stark differentiation between children of God and children of the devil. And I love how John keeps bringing it back to practicality. Mm-hmm. This is in our life. This, this, this is who children of God ought to be. Are we perfect? Uh, we're not perfect yet. We will be in heaven someday. But we can't use that as a crutch. And we both of people say this. Well, you know, I just I just can't have victory over this sin. I just can't. That's not my personality to be loving. Well, uh, the Bible tells us that if we're children of God, as we are conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, we're going to we're going to love like Christ did. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're right, Pastor. We're never going to do that perfectly in this life. And I love all the admonitions though that Jesus gives his apostles back in the Gospels about his love and about how they ought to live. And my mind goes to John chapter 13, where he talks to them, uh, you know that very well, uh, as he washes their feet, and then he commands them in that chapter to love. And, you know, love is just, we find it throughout the entire word of God, that our God is a God who loves. Our God is a God who wants relationships with individuals, and God wants us to have his kind of love toward other people. And so I love 1 John 4, as we get into what we have here now, it talks a lot about love and how we ought love in our lives. Yeah, and the two components I think that are important are at the end of verse 7. So if you look at that really, really quickly, everyone that loveth is born of God. So there's the relational component. Have you been born again? Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? If you have, then there's going to be a, a, a dispositional part of you that that wants to that will naturally behave as God behaves because you're born of him. So everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And the word know here means to have a a full and complete experiential knowledge of God. This is not just knowing about God. So what when is love perfected in our lives? A love for others, love for God and others. It's perfected as we are legitimately saved. We know Christ is our Savior. We're born of God. And as we walk with God. So your identity, who you are in Christ, and your relationship, if you'll work on that, if you'll work on this, watch this, if you'll work on this, and those of you that are listening, I'm pointing up in the air, vertical. If you'll work on your vertical relationship, then the horizontal relationship will begin to take care of itself. Okay, if you'll work on the depth of your relationship with God, the breadth of your relationship with others will take care of itself. I think of Ephesians chapter 3, where Paul prays his great prayer for the Ephesian believers there, just a powerful prayer. And Paul, you know, it talks about he's praying to the father of who the whole family on earth is named. We all, all who are children are children of the father, children of God. Um, but we're, we don't always walk in unity. Now we ought to. But I love how that, John, how that Paul is into that prayer. At the end of that prayer, he prays they will be able to comprehend the love of Christ. Because Paul knows exactly what you just pointed out, mm. that as we comprehend the love of Jesus Christ more, and we truly know it, not just some academic cognitive kind of way where it's just in our mind, but where it grips, grips our soul and we really do, we've experienced it as Paul did, then it is going to compel us to be the people that God wants us to be. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So if a person can live a life of of anger and uh, backbiting and 
selfishness and there, there's never a, a compunction about that. There, there's never an inner urging or desire to live for, give to, uh, sacrifice for others. Then it, it begs the question, is that person really a believer? Because the Bible says, because God is love. And if God is, if if love characterizes who God is, and I never have love, then do I really know God? Now, I want you to think about something. The Bible says God is love, but the Bible does not say that love is God. Okay. And there's a big difference there. Okay. God is love means that, wow, when you think about what true love is, it really reflects who God is. But God is not only love. That's the point. And God is God, God's holiness, God's righteousness, God's justice, uh, all of God's other attributes perfectly congeal with his love. So God is love. Sometimes what we try to do is we try to say, well, love is God. And what we what we mean by that is the, the way I feel a God should act, the way I feel that God should treat other people, or what I would do if I were God, that is God. And of course, what that does is that brings God down to our own image, and that's very unwise. Yeah, you're exactly right, Pastor. People in the world, if you ask, ask them to identify love, you may get any kind of myriad of definitions. Right. But I, I love how that John gives a high standard for love. I mean, notice what John says, he that loveth not knoweth not God. Mm. Um, and he, we're reminded that that love is the kind of love he's talking about is a love that only can be produced by the Holy Spirit in us. It's a selfless kind of love. All human love apart from God, there, there is it's not completely selfless. There's always a something in it that is not the perfect love that God has. And God makes it clear that people of the world can't have his kind of love because they have not been changed by the Holy Spirit like believers have. Yeah. Too often we try to make people love each other by giving them a list of things. Well, be nicer. Don't say unkind things. Learn how to resolve your arguments. We, we give them strategies about how to do this, about how to relate to each other. That's not really love. That, that's just a formula. And what the Bible teaches is that love will be the natural product of a right relationship with God. So are you flagging a bit today in your loving relationships? Are you struggling? Well, what your great need is not to somehow do better or try harder. No, that, that's, a, that's a, a legalistic, energy-driven life. No, what you need to do is find that alone time with the Lord. Discover him again in a fresh way. Allow his spirit to control you. Yield to him. And what you'll find is that the renewal of your relationship with God will be a resurgence of your love for other people. So we're going to come back to this same topic because we're on it here for a few more verses. Uh, But we're out of time for today. So thanks for joining us. As always, look forward to jumping back into verse 9 tomorrow. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.